The American Society of Addiction Medicine defines addiction as a chronic medical disease that entails complex interactions with brain circuits, environmental factors, and unique life experiences. They continue to say that people with addiction use substances or participate in compulsive behaviors regardless of dangerous consequences. Why am I saying this? Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. Addiction. Strong word. And it is used in relation to being addicted to a person. We think of addiction as being addicted to drugs or being addicted to alcohol. But I receive a lot of emails from people who talk about their relationships with their cluster B. And when you read it from a very neutral perspective, when you read those emails, you kind of think that these people are addicted to their partners. What do I mean by that? Well, if you consider addiction using the framework that I described by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, compulsive behaviors in your relationship can include continuously rescuing the cluster B from their problems, repeatedly giving the cluster B money, even if you don't have much or any to give, paying their rent, taking care of them, making excuses or lying about their behaviors, obsessing about their behaviors or whereabouts, using drugs, alcohol, or food to cope with the stress of being with a cluster B, allowing the cluster B to be in your life despite the negative consequences. These behaviors are addictive. They can interfere with normal functioning, and that's when a dynamic often transforms from problematic to addictive. So going back to the emails that I receive, people will talk about the horrible behaviors that they that are inflicted upon them. And then in the next sentence, they're going to say, but I love them. Do you really love them? Or are you addicted to that person? So I'm going to speak from my own personal reference and perspective. You know, I will say that did I love my wife of almost 21 years at the beginning? The answer is yes. Yes, I did. But who did I love? Did I love the person who she is now, or did I love the person that she pretended to be? And I would have to say that I loved the person that she pretended to be. She reeled me in. She made me addicted to her. She made me addicted to an idea of who she was. Again, I hearken back to these emails of people that say, I just want to see the person that they were because I remember it. So now we're romanticizing the relationship. We're remembering the good times and we're sort of suppressing the bad. And we know that somewhere deep down inside, that person is good. No, that person is not. That person is not. If that person was good, they would try to help themselves. They would take the help that you're trying to render to them and they would make themselves a better person. So no, this wonderful person that you once knew didn't exist and will never come back. So going back to it, 
Although addiction, you know, when we're talking about this addiction, it's not recognized as an official diagnosis. Many mental health professionals, they don't necessarily talk about you being addicted to a person. Use the term love addiction to describe dysfunctional relationship patterns. And love addiction is a very controversial topic because most people are not really love addicts outside of a toxic relationship. And additionally, the cluster B abuse syndrome can mimic addiction as it can release similar chemical reactions as other compulsive issues. In this case, the abuse that you have and that you endure can certainly feel just like, and in most cases is, a biochemical addiction. Dopamine, all the good feeling hormones that are released when your cluster B is love bombing you, when they're hoovering you back. And this is the problem. They dig so deep into you that you cling to these relationships because you fantasize about what could be. For example, you may romanticize the the cluster B and see them for their potential. And frequently, the people that I receive emails from are talking about this. You know, you, you... you, you, you see, you, you want to see them again for who they were, or you might experience tremendous empathy for their upbringing, causing you to feel responsible for helping them to heal when they sell you the story of their victimship in all their previous relationships. And now you are going to heal them. So we cling to these relationships. We feel that we have to see them through in psychology the fantasy assumptions that we have about you know seeing this person again the person that we thought was there is called magical thinking you assume you can change the outcome of something based on a specific behavior or decision you make magical thinking can have its benefits it can feel good to be optimistic but it often leads to resentment and animosity regarding these relationships Because as you come out of the fog, like I have, you begin to resent your partner. You begin to have animosity. You begin to have reactive abuse. You know, we are vulnerable people. We're seeking love and validation. And we enter into these relationships unconsciously with emotionally avoidant people like cluster bees, borderlines, narcissists, psychopaths, they are emotionally avoidant. And here we are loving people, wanting something from them that they just won't give us. We end up sacrificing our own needs or interests for our partner. And we ignore those blatant red flags. And we think, oh, these people love us. Hmm. No, they don't. So why do we get addicted to them? Why do we enter into relationships? Why would we intentionally seek harm? Why would you ever want to feel belittled or condemned? Because the love bombing, oh man, that love bombing is so fantastic. It can be intoxicating. It is the dopamine. It's the rush that we get when they pay attention to us and make us feel like we're the only people in their worlds. It's incredibly seductive. So if you've had trauma in prior relationships, when you get into the love bombing with a cluster B, wow, 
wow. And I've talked about this before. And I can see what my wife does with other people in friendships and in occupational things because she's constantly seeking their validation and she could give a gosh darn about me. But yet she just started a new job. You know, she has a part-time job and the person that was training her, she went out and bought a bottle of wine for this person and a card. We recently celebrated last year in October, our 20th wedding anniversary. I got nothing, not even a card, not even an acknowledgement. And yet this person who she's barely known for maybe perhaps a month or so is receiving a bottle of wine, beautifully wrapped with a card. Does that make sense? Well, in my mind, it doesn't. So when they start to devalue you, it compels you to want more love bombing. You're romanticizing. You want more love bombing because it's going to eventually end. And at some point, the cluster B realizes that the relationship can't save them from themselves. And this realization isn't about you. It happens when your connection no longer fuels their supply. And when that happens... Because the cluster B cannot look inward to change themselves, they project their rage onto you. You're why the relationship isn't working. You are the problem. So you feel trapped. And again, in all these emails that I receive to myinnertorch at gmail.com, it tells the stories of people who are trapped because they've identified you as a cooperative partner to create codependent relationships, trauma bonds, and then they prey on your good nature and empathy to keep you hooked on them. This is manipulative behavior, folks, and it works every single time because it leaves us confused and wanting something that, well, we're not going to get back. And I keep saying this to people and it's hard because the relationship becomes your identity. So as you become so intertwined with these relationships, you can't think about leaving them. You surrender to a mindset that this is your life now. And so you continue enduring the chaos. No matter how much it hurts, it feels better than the thought of being on your own. It's the repetition compulsion I've talked about. And I received an email from a young lady who said that She is not going to be hoovered back because of her daughter. Okay, that's very noble. And thank you for your email, by the way. But you're not going to be hoovered back because of you, because of your strong will, because of your belief that you are a better person, not because of your daughter. Don't project it onto your daughter that you're protecting your daughter from this monster of a person who threatened to divorce you numerous times. And then when you pulled the trigger, oh, well, gosh, no, I don't want you doing that because I need you in my orbit. I need to know that you're there. You're doing it for yourself. That's why I've said in a previous podcast, when you decide to leave the relationship, you're not doing it to hurt them. You're not doing it to see how they're going to react. You're doing it to be free. This is why you go no contact. This is why when you leave the relationship, you leave the relationship with no possibility of going back. It's irretrievably broken. And you have to recognize that. 
Because if you go in the mindset of, well, you know, I'm leaving because I know they'll be hurt. They'll be despondent. No, they won't. They're going to move on very quickly. And then maybe if that relationship doesn't work out, they'll come back to you and try to hoover you back and they will love bomb you. And that will be really wonderful. And they're going to tell you how great you are and how they've missed you. Do it for yourself. Don't do it for a family member. Don't do it for, you know, your daughter, your son, your uncle. Do it for yourself. Believe in yourself. Heal yourself. And don't let yourself be drawn back into their dysfunctional, emotional, and abusive orbit. Don't. Don't become their supply. I appreciate your listening and I also appreciate your review on whichever platform you happen to be listening to this podcast on. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. New episodes uploaded each Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for making this one of the most listened to podcasts regarding Cluster B relationships. Be well and in whatever you do, be good. This has been my Inner Torch.